this is this this should be a you know, one two three thing. No 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 no. There is no one two three thing when it comes to a loss like this. I'm gonna let y'all handle to a loss it. like this. Man. <laughs> you saw Bronco like. Let me explain to you my day. So I Ron, came Ron's in. annoying. <laughs> I came in this this like I woke up this morning. I was in Syracuse doing like a camera event. They're doing an event for like um Ron's uh, football college football coaches, and I was like, all right, cool. And I woke up and I was like, all right, yeah, LeBron's not supposed to be playing today. Okay. Yep. And, and then like, the lines like, changed. But no, no. But in the back of my mind, I was like, that's gonna be. LeBron's missing the whole season without playing the Knicks. That doesn't seem right. I think something might, you know, I don't know. Like, he may pull out a rabbit out of, you know, his ass or something and just end up playing. And then you get the news. And I was like, oh, well, it's just going to be LeBron and Russ because AD's out, surely, right? Mm Mm-hmm. AD is clear to play as I'm driving from Syracuse over. And I'm just kind of like, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. I know how this day is going to go. <laughs> and it went the way, you know, like we, we fought. Then they came back. They took the lead. We fought more. And then we showed our true colors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Point guard is needed. RJ drops a career high, talks mm. trash, dunks on AD. We lose. I I don't have any. I, I don't know if I have much words, man. Not but where, where's Rob at? Was Rob 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 me Rob, 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 because listen, man. Rob's the one who called it for this. No, no, listen. All right. It's only right for a night like this, okay? There's only so much Knicks fan TV. I can't open up Knicks fan TV because it'll be the same thing. It'll be the yep. same. Like, I got to I gotta just kind of like... Randy, take it away. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I got you. And, and apologize. You know, I want to apologize for, you know, to y'all in advance and, and you know, to the future viewers here because I'm currently on the um, FDR uh, coming uh. back up. I should have... I should have five G, you know, but but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get my verbiage in before uh, before uh, Rob comes on. You know, he's he to be talking the hot minute, so um, just I'm just trying to get my words in. I see. So, you should just handle this on your laptop. I was gonna say certain things, just bounce. No, That's go ahead. Man, hey, hey, man. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll hop on. I'll hop on the laptop. That's, that's how but I'll hop on the laptop. But Randy, real quick, your thoughts on the game. I will say this was their best half of the season by far. Um, it's clear. I saw Kemba holding his knee. Kemba's done. Um, you can see it. Not the fact that he's, you know, in terms of his ability, he can't go no more, but as a starting point guard, he's done. Um, and because we already have a backup and Derrick Rose has proven you know, you just let that thing go. And at some point, you're going to have to basically give Quick the keys to start because – and have Deuce McBride and or Grind, uh, uh, Reddish take that sec- other spot because we need athleticism and quickness at the guard and the wing spot and fast. 
Um, it sucks, man. You know, and and, and I feel for uh, Kemba because he's such a he's such a talented player. He's a four time All Star. He's a you know he's he's a national champion with UConn. He's he's he, you know uh, he went to the high school title game against my my alma mater back in two thousand eight. So he's had success from high school to the pros, and you know in college especially. For him to struggle like that sucked. Um, it really, really did piss me off a little bit in terms of how the second half went. Because you ran the starters a little too long. I mean, Archer played 49 minutes tonight. That's, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't sleep. He, well, I can't say sleep. He didn't sit the second half. He played the third quarter and all of overtime. He played the last bit of the second quarter through overtime. Overtime is roughly 53 minutes. If you play all 48, Argus had five minutes. And guess when he did, took that rest in the first half? Yep. He did not sit in the second half. And he did not sit through overtime. At some point, someone's got to get in Tibbs' ear and be like, you play these guys a little too long. You have a deeper team, so you guys, so you don't have to play these guys too long. At some point, you're gonna have to basically stagger minutes and open up at least a roster spot or two—not a roster spot, but a rotation spot or two—to get these players going because you can't allow yourself to like give these guys heavy minutes and expect them to kind of just give you everything you need at the end. You know, there's a reason why. I mean, LeBron played what? He played 41 minutes tonight. Yeah, but. That's because he's LeBron. Hey, Davis played somewhere around the 30s. Steph Curry nightly plays in the 30s. You know, Max, if it's a close game, 38 minutes. 40 minutes, he rarely touches. Somehow, someway, Julius, Julius and RJ, the only two playing heavy, heavy minutes. They lead mm-hmm. the league. They're one of the league leaders in minutes. To remedy that, I mean, don't get me wrong. The energy from Julius his past couple of games has, has been there. So mm-hmm. he has played better. So I can't say the effort is not there with Julius Randle. I think we're starting to see the Julius Randle of last year. However, um, it's just unfortunate it took 53 games for this to happen. Oh, so much for that 50 burger from what's the face from Knicks fan TV. Yeah. <sighs> You know, um, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. CP had it at 46. Right now it's looking like barely 40. You know, we don't want to yeah. be 39 and 43 with a chance to just be outside looking in. And, um, you know, that's what we're looking <laughs> at right now. Yeah. So, like, it goes from a 44 win season for, from, from, you know, pundits to maximum 39. That's your ceiling. That means mm-hmm. y'all messed up. And a lot of and, and as much as we can harp on Randall, I do believe that he went through something psychologically um, this season, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's affected him. Like now, the energy is finally there. Like the last week or so, he's starting to get back to that. But the antics are still somewhat there. Arj playing through RJ has become a, a a plus rather than a minus for once. Mm-hmm. It's just. Same thing that me and Rob's been saying about these minutes. You do not need to play your top guys, especially your top two players, top two best players, 38 minutes a night. 
You do not. RJ played 49 minutes. He only rested for four minutes. Out of 53 oh. minutes he played tonight, he played 49 of them. It's unacceptable. Yeah. You know, and maybe if he, you know, rested and played at least probably, what, 41, 42, right where LeBron played, maybe RJ would have somewhere north of 40. And he wouldn't have to basically struggle and, and, and lose all that. It sucks, man, because, you know, like, Randall's been playing controlled. Evan Fournier's finally found a shot. Mitch's playing great. Now you have to plug the holes on the bench that don't need to be there. Alec Burks, obviously, you're increasing his trade value. Kemba, yep. obviously, you're you're shopping him for a second-round pick. No, you, you got to put Noel to that piece, too, because you have to, at some point, have to free up room for wing pieces because we have enough bigs that can supplement that. You just need wing pieces that can be athletic. And that's been the team's problem all year. And the teams that are in front of you right now are a little more athletic right now. So it's just like at some point you got to basically either stagger minutes between your bigs where it can help some of the like smaller guys get, get play or you better make a move come trade deadline to open up some rotation spots because it's going south real fast. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, we've, we've discussed over these past couple of weeks about like the minutes stuff, like, uh, and, and I've kind of took the side of it's more so not how the minutes is like as is it's more so how it's constructed. I think that just even beyond that, um, you know, just in regards to the bigs, I was on the ride over, I was talking to, you know, you know, I was talking to Peter um like our boy that we graduated uh you know sacred heart with and uh you know my biggest thing was from the jump i knew that long term having mitch nerlands be the big pairing like the as a starter in the bench uh you know unit like it was not sustainable um you know having julius as a number one option clearly we all know it's not sustainable having kemba and D Rose together, it's not sustainable. Having, you know, the McBrides and the Quickleys and the, you know, the Burkses, like this, like the scoring guards who can play the guard point guard position or should be able to play the point guard. Like we have a lot of things on the team that stand alone, like individuals, like individually, like they, they could get stuff done, but together it just doesn't like, it's, it's, it's redundant to the point of which like, you can't really do much with it. Like you're, you're, you kind of capped off at a point, the only person, the only two people. And I guess that's why they get the most minutes, why they just, the only two people that distinguish themselves are RJ and Julius. They're the two people who have the, different play styles out of everybody um but in the same regard it's just that overarching question are they good for each other you know because you see the julius pairing with rj and one will defer against the other and they'll basically you know go ghost for three quarters and then go off and if you add another guy in like when kemba came back you know after his hiatus and then rj went cold for that little spill it was just like is this good for RJ's development? Is this good for Randall? Um, is this good for Kemba? You know, and 
you know, the more it's it's funny how like we saw this game because it was just kind of like it's in game. a nutshell. No, not even. It's like this was the Knicks looking at in a mirror. Where it's kind of like two teams who don't know, like who well, they know, but it's like they kind of shot themselves in the foot where, where they're at, and a lot of their pieces are redundant. The only difference is one team has LeBron and Anthony Davis and the other team does not. And that was the difference that I saw tonight. Like, I don't think there was really much of it. Like, Brandy, you could you could basically fill me in, but it's like I don't see much of a difference. It's two teams that tried very hard to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, they tried very hard to lose and, like, Frank Vogel, it was just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to just bench Russ. And that was his key to success. Like, he put – like, he, essentially all that happened was, uh, you know, he just benched Russ. Talon Horton Tucker came in, and he just moved the ball around. I don't think Talon Horton Tucker had a point, a rebound, or an assist. But it was just kind of like he can't – Russ can't miss a free throw cost a turnover if he's on the bench. And that was essentially what it was. So – to me, it's like I was talking with you, and then I was like, I don't know how we lost this game. Like, I can't really sit there. Like, I can't say it was the ref's fault. I can't say it was the turnovers. I can't say it was I Julius. I can't say it was RJ. Time. I can't even say it's the minutes, to be honest with you. You mentioned yeah, the minutes. The minute. I, I can't say that. It was overtime. And, you know, you look Third at. Third quarter. You he look played at, the entire. RJ didn't sit down since the first 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 half. He didn't sit down since the first half, but he was the only guy that was going. And to be honest, like, if you're not, we're all, like, we get it. We, we all want to play Cam. I want to play Cam. But if you're not going to play Cam, who else are you going to play? You know? And, you know, I know that, like, I've been in the minority between you and Rob and Garces, but it's just, like, the minutes thing, it, it's not necessarily the minutes. It's how people are being used within them. Julius played a fantastic game. No. RJ played a fantastic game. It's how they use them. It's the pieces that are around them and the ball, like how the ball is moved when it's like you notice that in the third quarter when Rob was talking about they froze off RJ and then he got cold. Like, I'll tell you this much. If Rob comes on and he says, why did they sub him out when they're when he was hot? What is your argument? What is your argument? Because that was also he was supposed the, to have more minutes. But that's also in the first half. No, 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 no. But, but, but he that, but, was but, supposed but, to have more minutes. But that's listen. At the end of the day, it's it's just this team's not fit for each other. That's the number one. At least to me, this is the number one problem. It's not to an extent. I don't even blame Tibbs for it because he didn't build the team. He just trusts who he trusts based off of how the team was constructed. And now you got Derrick Rose out. He's out to all after All Star break. is it's it's hard to really gauge and go to the old well of it's the it's that fault. Like it's just both teams have been sucking, and they found one team found a way to suck more. Rob, go ahead, man. <laughs> go ahead, man. I'm gonna let you cook. Go ahead. Rob, even on. Oh, there he is. Yeah. 
He's giving us. <laughs> Man, you take a minute, bro. You take a minute. Gather your composure. Oh my gosh. This is great. I even wore this hat tonight for what? Why did I wear this hat tonight? <laughs> this is great. See, I'm trying to compose my thoughts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because what I watched tonight, 71 points in the first half. What was it? 17 points in the first quarter by RJ Barrett. Let me just let me just let me just look up look up a couple stats very quickly. Mm. Here are the stats. Russell Westbrook, 29 minutes. One of ten for five points, four rebounds, six assists, and four turnovers. But that's not all. Because Kalen, bum-ass, scrub-ass Tucker, who closed, closed, closed. He, he couldn't crack the rotation of my Colgate IM team. Played 24 minutes, one of six. What, what was our second half? What was our second half in overtime points? Let me quick maths. 44. Four points. Really? In overtime. 44. In overtime. 44. 40, 44. Outscored by Malik Monk, 18 to 13 in the third quarter. 44. I'm sure I'm spiking. 44, 71 in the first half, 44 points in the second half. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. Because after the first quarter, we stopped playing to RJ, who was six of seven for 17 points. Why? They didn't want to win. We gave it to them. We we handed it to them on a silver platter. Handed it to them. Handed it. Handed it. No, no. I've never seen. I've. I. What. What I saw here, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like Stephen A. Smith because Stephen A. Smith goes on the histrionics for 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 the most ridiculous shit. But what I just watched was was an abdication of duty from every every aspect. AD has missed more than half the season. LeBron has missed a third of the season. Westbrook has played the whole season. Melo didn't play tonight. They're what now? 26 and 28? They're ninth in the West? Game They'd back. have 12 wins in the East. What are we, 24 and 29 record? 24 and 29. We, we, we look like, we look like the, 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 
seven and 59 Bobcats. Someone, someone talk me off the ledge. I know Brandon won't. Someone talk me off the ledge. I mean, it's, it's, this was, this was, this was the most winnable game between now and March. It's February 6th. Go. You just, well, you hit, you hit many points. You hit the nail on the head. Randy's about to come in pretty soon. Uh, like, I, I, I have no words. Like, I, I spoke early with the guys, and we just pretty much explained that exactly to your point. Both teams wanted to lose, and it was just a matter of who wanted it more, and it seemed like the Knicks wanted it. Um, Vogel subbed out Westbrook in overtime, and I was like, oh, he's trying to win. And his solution was bringing in Taylor Horton Tucker, who was one for six. Trash! You know, like, if you're... Trash. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even call subbing in Kalen Horton Tucker for Westbrook as trying to win. You talk about the missed free throws. You talk about the turnovers. LeBron threw a lazy pass. Alec Burks was about to steal. That would have swayed momentum anyway for the Knicks, which is neither here nor there. The point is, is that it was another one of those losses it's it's funny because so like Rob obviously like like me and Rob talk Rob I don't even call him Rob I call him Bob I, I, I know you don't that that was weird. Weird. this is how this is how stressed I am right now um so like you know we'll, we'll talk on the side you know random stuff whatever you know and obviously this comes up among other things and uh I'll, I, just to keep it general right because I I think everything that's been said everything that I'm going to say we we're all thinking the same thing at different levels right whether I talk about the uses of RJ whether I talk about Randall whether I talk about the coach like we're all at different levels with it but it's all in the conversation now right so I I was speaking to Bobby probably you know probably like maybe a month or even more ago where where I did jump off the ledge I was done um and all of this stuff that's bubbling up now right albeit at different levels I've been mentioning already and now it's just getting worse and it's it's getting aggravating to uh, you know to, to to be honest. So, not to I I like I know I know the situation now definitely sucks. Uh, you know, I was I was uh, again at a bar earlier watching this. Uh, things were right. You know, emotions were riding high at the end of the fourth and midway through that overtime uh, period. Uh, wow, uh, you want to talk about a deflating experience? Uh, you know, especially in New York. You know, while this is happening. Um. So I'll let, let me turn the tables a little bit. Right. Let's let's turn the tables. And this is this is how I'm going to maybe, uh, you know, get people to not jump off the ledge here, which is ironic enough because because, you know, again, I've already done it. Um, gentlemen, the trade deadline's coming up. Right. And we're, ta- we're, we're talking about a lot of different things here. Right. A lot of emotions and stuff. So whether in part it's based on emotion or not. It sounds like both a lot of parties here agree that tonight was a big game for a lot of reasons based on how the rest of the season schedule looks based on. Um, what are we still trying to accomplish as a team? What's the answer to that? Um, look, what are some of the moves then that maybe we can make um, before this trade deadline? Or are, the, are some of those moves going to happen now and some of those moves have to happen in, in the offseason? And what are we trying to accomplish for the rest of the season? I think let's try to answer that. Because to be honest with you, as someone that jumped off the ledge, I don't know the answer to that. Moves that you will realistically be able to make at the deadline is – Possibly trading Burks and 
most likely not being able to trade Kemba, more likely just having to cut Kemba. And everything okay. else is going to have to be solved in the offseason. The problem is, if you don't move these people, we're going to get more shit like tonight because Tibbs is not going to change. And I love Tibbs. But you have to, at a certain point, I don't know if this is, I don't, and, 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 and I'm going to be honest here. I don't know if this is a Tibbs problem, if it's a, I, if it's a front office problem or what, but you have to reiterate or tell straight up Tibbs, frankly, this comes on the front office. You have to be like, if Tibbs is our guy, you have to let him know for this year, no matter what happens, he's safe, play certain other people, or just play who's hot, or play who's giving effort, or what. Because the rotations and the minutes distribution right now is unacceptable and is not holding to anything he's been saying about holding people accountable. Mm, preach. At all. At all. At all. If he did, you would continue to, as you've seen since January, you'd continue to force through RJ until teams adjust to try to game plan against him and let Randall get his points within the flow of the offense without forcing anything, not playing 38 minutes a game and playing 32-33. He's playing like he's Frank Vogel, and the Athletic just said, well, if it wasn't for that one win against Atlanta four weeks ago, he'd have been fired. He would have been fired. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I'm usually like get, uh, used to giving situations a lot of rope, especially in New York, right? You know, you're, like, listen, you're usually level headed. Yeah. I'm usually in between level headed and flying off the edge. But I can't even excuse this. Like, I, I don't know. Like there's no, there's no, it's, it's very hard to gauge. And like, to your point, Brandon, like, I don't, I don't know how to fix the team. Cause any, which way you go, like, let's say if we were to deal the Burks contract and we would whiff on dealing Noel, it's tough because one, I like, I already play the people we need to. Exactly. Well, and, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if Noel is movable one, two, that, he's I, actually, sorry. He's not, the, right, knee, right. the knee condition, Noel's not movable yeah. during the season. Right. Maybe, no, there's, maybe in the offseason just because it's technically an expired. Because yeah, yeah, I understand. One. Right. But during the season, the only movable contracts are Kemba, and that's more likely you're just going to have to waive them and Burks. Right. So, and so if you want to sell secret. low on Randall. But see, but this is this is what I mean. Well, actually, actually, hold on. That that's where it may differ a little bit. So I think one, the decision of the decision of what we want to do at the trade deadline of do we want to make the playoffs or not 
I like that honestly like sounds like the thing to me if we, if we do want to make the playoffs we probably keep Randall like as, as much as my bias and hate you know what I mean I'm just saying as an organization I think that's what they do um personally and I don't think it's again I don't think it's that crazy to say I understand how Randall started the season or whatever but he's still technically technically like an all-star type talent he still recognizes a guy that can be the third best guy on a championship team maybe maybe the second best guy in like a like a buck situation right so like you got a Giannis and then who's like a you know top two three player in the league I don't, I don't want to argue that trust me that's not where I'm trying to go with this but the, and then you have a guy like Chris Middleton right like can can Randall fill a Chris Middleton role in his own respect probably could maybe in a small market um you know I, I don't think in a big market but to say he's to say he's not movable to where you take a loss on Randall, I don't know about that because he's still young, has a favorable contract, and I think he still has that outlook in the league. But so 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 to say, like whether we deal Randall or not, I think sort of depends on like as an organization, Leon Rose, are you still trying to make the playoffs or not? Um, maybe there there is some value in making the playoffs with a young team, right? Because you want to get young guys burned in the playoffs, even if you know you're going to be a first round exit. Because I, I saw the, the um, whatchamacallit, the rumors that like Kemba could be dealt um, to the back to Charlotte, which I've been call, actually calling for. I, w- I would like for him to go back home, do a backup thing, you know, with LaMelo, you know, have like a slight mentorship role and push for a playoff push there. It's a lower, lesser market. He could rehab his knee less you know wear and tear they're probably not going to want them to play all the minutes that the knicks want them to play over here perfectly fine we're trying to get back draft capital my biggest thing is that ideally it would work but for all the reasons that rob just said i i don't see draft capital helping us anymore it's kind of like similar to like the mid-2000s where we were kind of like we have the talent to do stuff but they're kind of all the same and they kind of could work, but they also know how to throw games and we almost make it, but then somehow we become 32 and 50. And that's what I'm just kind of smelling right now. Like, I I think like, you know, I'm like in my head, I'm like in a nutshell, like RJ's like a Jamal Crawford where he's just this young prime talent ready to take over the world, but he's with this cancerous Marbury at a point. And then, like, you have fucking Quentin Richardson and, like, Eddie Curry. Nate Robinson is basically quickly, like... Man, Q. Rich flew, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking right? about that old team No, right but, now. like, you know, but, like, you know, quickly score... Like, he basically is Nate Robinson where he'll, like, drop 21 game and then disappear for the next five because he's only getting 15 minutes of burn. You know, like, Toppin's basically every other big from that era who just had a crazy jam. Like, he's a... David Lee, he's he's David Lee. Well, I'm gonna just give him David Lee because pick and rolls. Why not? And it's like not by play style, but just by like the whole thing of like these are young guys ready and prime for a chance. And the only time you can seemingly think of them having a chance is Rob fixes <laughs> his remote is when they go on another team. And like it's frustrating because like and then we resign them for three years, seventy five mil. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. It's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. They leave. And then the very next team, they make the finals for some reason. Yeah, the very next team utilizes them correctly. Like, quickly goes to another team, and they're like, oh, let's make you a spark plug combo guard off the bench. Drop 15, and let's make the finals and get one. I mean, not try to make you something you're not? That's crazy. Stop it. Yeah. Like, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all the, like, to be honest with you, like low key every now and then, like I'll be seeing on ESPN, I'll see like some shit like the Dallas Mavericks. Right. And I'm like, man, our team sucked last year in terms of talent, but at least they knew their fucking roles and they actually fit their roles. Like Bullock was actually the guy that he was supposed to be, you know, he wasn't anything other besides that, you know? And you look at them on the other team, like they're still fighting in the Western conference, but they're thriving. And I'm like, why is this every, t- why it is every single time there's a Nate Robinson where he goes to the finals with the Celtics. There's a David Lee where he wins a championship. There's a Zebo where he goes grindhouse. There's a Jamal Crawford where he's a three times six man of the year. A the year after a Trevor Ariza, a Trevor Ariza. Because we don't know how to develop anything. So, and, and we that- couldn't develop, we couldn't develop film if we were given a dark room and chemicals. And that's, and that's pretty much the biggest thing as to why, like, every time, like, it's been beaten to death the whole narrative of, like, talent acquisition, talent acquisition. We need to get, like, we need to build up these blocks so we could trade for a big piece. And it's, like, it's not the fact that it's the only way, but it's, like, the way that we just whiff on these things or sit on these things it's almost well, as if we kind of condition ourselves to make it the only way like i look at this and the more and more i'm thinking about it and i'm like we have so much pieces that are the same level in terms of impact and talent we might as well go get a disgruntled star bring them on and then just roll no, 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 no. we already have a disgruntled star we don't need no more disgruntled no, 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 star. don't call him a star don't but call a disgruntled him a star, star who sorry actually- we have a disgruntled one-time all-star. We don't need any more disgruntled stars. <laughs> like, but JJ. Right. Yeah. I was going to say to your point, so earlier, right? Like earlier when, when you started, one of the things that you said was um, with regards to like the obvious trade dead design scenarios, right? So, so you yeah. mentioned Kevin Burks, for example. Even though, even though because of my bias, I'm not going to lie, I, I do like even in these conversations, I semi-seriously push like the Randall trade narrative because I really do want it to happen. But to, so like, to, to, to your point um, where you said you traded for like some more draft picks or whatever, like as, as an example, you were like, that's not necessarily where you see the team should be going. Yeah. If, if you recall, like that's what you said. And to your point, I think you're right. Right. No, like, I think you're spot on. No, like, um, we should we sh- just to quickly interject. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't be tearing down trying to rebuild. We have the pieces. It's time to take these young guys and give them the experience. Exactly. But it's not, not about but not just regular not about season. Rebu- it's not about rebuilding and kicking the can down the road. It's about finding pieces that actually fit these young guys to help them actually but, reach their potential. And, and that's fair. And but, but part of that, it's not always just the head coach. Part of that's like player development and like other stuff, right? Like it's no, not exactly. just on the head coach. But but here's one thing I gotta say. You know, giving them more than you know, eleven minutes or nine minutes a game. I had a question. The way y'all see the Lakers play now, I know it's different because LeBron's on the team. But yeah. the way y'all see the Lakers play now, has Frank Vogel ever coached that way before offensively? No. Yeah, right. the correct. The answer is no. Um Doc Rivers on it, to be honest, still hasn't changed much. That's why I don't have any he's belief a player in Philly. Really... Yeah, he's a player coach. He's not a Nexus and those guy. Um, but, but my point is this. With the way that the league is today, 
where GMs, if GMs aren't in super alignment with the head coaching, right? Like the best example of that is probably the Spurs, just because like, like I'm pretty sure they'll do whatever Pop says. Um, well, I, but, would, I mean, I would also argue Golden State is very lock and step with what the fuck between I, front office and Steve Kerr. But I think that's top to bottom with, with, with Golden State. Like, I think it's top to bottom. Like, I think everyone's on the same page. And also, I feel no, like, that's what I'm saying. like there's, there's, there's some late to, There's some late backness with it, too, because, like, the Wiggins you need to. Like, we we talked about this. Brandon, you weren't on last week, but we talked about this where it's like – you don't want to give Grimes enough minutes. Obi, barely enough minutes. Deuce or Jericho Sims, any minutes. Mm. But, like, look at Golden State. What did they do last year? They gave them – they gave Jordan Poole, you know, like they gave all those guys minutes. But that was that. But but that was like. So hold on. Yes, the answer is yes. They kind of forced. Because we're in the same boat that they were last year in terms of. No 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 no. Just hear me out, right? In terms okay, of in terms of, of in terms of in yeah. terms of last year, right? I get that they have Steph Curry. I get that they have an older. No no. Just hold on. I get that they have an older Draymond Green. Were they championship contenders last year? No. And why? Because there's no Clay Thompson. And they have a bunch of young people outside of Steph Curry and Draymond Green. They can only carry you so far. But what did they do? They gave them the experience of playing in close game situations, giving them more minutes, playing against other people. Tibbs isn't doing that. Because Tibbs closed. The only one getting the actual experience is RJ. Which, while that's good, the problem is quickly. Obi. Grimes. Deuce. Deuce. Jericho Sorry. Sims are getting Cam Reddish. So we, we just traded for, like, we traded a protected first for him. I'm either going to include Knox because out of the rotation, right? We traded a protected first for him. I can't wear this hat for the rest of the show. I'm sorry. No, you can't. Like, we have a bunch of guys. What it did to me. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch of guys where it's like they need minutes to learn, to adjust to the NBA game, to get reps in, and they're either getting yanked at the first mistake or not mm. any playing time. But not right now, but not situational. Right and it makes no sense at all. At all. Accountability, huh? It's, a coach that preaches accountability, all that shit. That's the other Randall, thing. Huh? There's, there's no accountability for Randall, perception-wise. Perception-wise, at the minimum, there is no accountability for Randall. So, uh, so for JJ, for JJ and Bobby, yeah. here, here's 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 my next question for you two then, because mm-hmm. I, I do want to hear y'all thoughts. Here's my perfect. Trade deadline scenario. And I'm gonna explain uh, everything uh, and then realistic or perfect. No, I said personal. I said personal perfect. My bad. Personal perfect scenario. It's not that out of the realm. It's not that out of the realm, but it is out of the realm. Okay. It's still all possible. Not without moving mountains, by the way. No, it's not. It's it's not. It's not. I'm not saying, oh yeah, we trade for Lamelo. Like that's, I'm not, I'm not like being crazy here. No, I don't. We get Kyrie. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
So <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so um, James Harden don't we, even yeah. want Kyrie. <laughs> Jay, Jay, I feel like James Harden. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know. On that note, at least we're at least it, it, it's it. We're not as bad as the Brooklyn situation. Continue. We can. Wow, implosion. Yeah, but continue. um, so so my quick like trade deadline scenario is this: somehow we find a way to trade Burks for, you know, what if it's a second round or cash considerations or something. Um, same thing with Fournier, same thing with Evan Fournier, even though, even though to be fair, I do, I have an affinity for air France, but I, I obviously, I noticed the detriment that he adds to the team, like in spots and it's just, it's not a good fit for what we're trying to do, but I, I do love me some air France, but again, I think Evan needs to go as well. Why? Because you want to make more room for Grimes in his minutes, but more importantly, camp. I still want Grimes coming off the bench and I would just start camp to, to be honest with you, to be straight up. Second thing I would say, Kemba just doesn't get minutes anymore. But I wouldn't – I don't – here's the thing. I don't think we can trade Kemba. Maybe for a second-round pick, you probably could. But because I, what I like I, – I still like Kemba's leadership. Like, for example, the way Derrick Rose had an impact on quickly, if Kemba can have an impact on anyone else, whether if it's Deuce or whatever, and just be a positive locker room guy, he's been known, like, for – through the league about that, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. If he can stay and, like, and like just be a positive, like, locker room guy, I'm cool with it. Because, um, like, I, like, I think we can all agree, like, that's how he'd approach it. You know, he's, he's always approached it that way. He did say, yeah, I want to play, but ain't much you could do after the trade deadline, bro. So, so, so I still think he could have a positive impact there and then let Deuce get his minutes. Not, not all of his minutes. What I'm saying is like, let Deuce finally get burned. Derek Rose is probably going to get hurt again. Let's be real. I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, he's probably going to get hurt again. Kemba's going to have to play. That's my point. Kemba's going to have to play. Derek Rose is going to get hurt. Kemba's going to get hurt. They're, they're both going to have to play. Quickly's going to get more, you know, more minutes at the point. What I'm saying is like, draw that back. Right. So like Deuce finally gets some bird because this dude, I'm sorry, you don't have 32, 11 and seven or whatever the hell in the G league that he's averaging and you don't get burned. Like if you want to talk about whatever the math exists to go from G league to NBA, cut it in half or whatever, he should be, he should be getting minutes in the NBA. Like serious. Tony Reale pushing up all the fucking points on, right. on, on the, on the Deuce one. Yeah. Right. Uh, Nerland's Noel again. I, I also agree it's impossible to, to trade his contract away. It's terrible because I would love yeah, to. Yeah, you can't trade. You can't with his knee problems during the I season. Know. You're yeah, not going to be able to move him before no. the off season at best. Right. So yeah. I don't have a solution. So here's my answer. My answer is I don't have a solution for Jericho Sims besides just continue to get burned in the G League and and do your thing and then learn just learn more little basketball stuff because he he his IQ isn't perfect. I know. Yes, getting burned in the NBA. Da, 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 da. But just look, burn in the G League. Talent's better there historically, like year over year. Just learn there. I don't have a solution for him. But I did provide a solution for Deuce more minutes, Cam more minutes. A perfect situation somehow where Randall's traded away. I don't even care if it's our first round pick and whatever the hell else, even if it's a low end first round pick. I mean, no, that's we're, we're getting gypped, to be honest. If we, we, if we get a lower end first round pick, that's my bias talking. I'll be honest. That, that is my bias talking. But the point is to something equitable or whatever to where Obi can just like honestly take those minutes. I'm done because RJ, he's going to start, right? You need these guys to be able to play at a fast pace. So if quickly starts, RJ starts and it's, and it's Obi like, and, and Mitch who's in better shape now, right? Cause he's still strong, but he lost some of that weight. Cause he realized he didn't need all of it. You no, listen, now you have a Mitch, team that and yeah. cam and cam Mitch the guess last what? month, Mitch the last month. Right. So now yeah. guess what? Now you have a team that can run even off the bench that can run. And they're getting back in transition on defense. And they know that everyone's being held accountable. None of this special Randall shit. Everyone's being held accountable. Maybe maybe Taj doesn't, but, like, who cares? Yeah. But, like, 
<laughs> we love no, these Taj is, no. Taj is from Brooklyn. Taj, Taj is from Brooklyn, Brooklyn right. but he's not a trader. He's a uh, he's a born and bred Knicks fan, so he's yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. So that's all I have to say. So that's my that's my long, that's my perfect world trade deadline. Uh, I know. Like, Don, I so i.e. my questions obviously like you like JJ and, and, and Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, yeah. JJ. No. No. JJ. You go because the. I mean. He's like JJ. You go, but. <laughs> yeah. No. JJ. You go. So. I, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this like all year, honest. Well, actually, even longer than that because I've never. There's certain things that I mentioned earlier that I I didn't like beyond last, even last year. Like I knew it was good, but it's not sustainable. One thing I mentioned to you earlier is the fact that we have two centers who essentially do the same thing. You know, you did, you did mention that last, going, even going back to last year. Yes. I want to find a way if it's a trade in a, in a perfect world, I want to find a potential suitor for Noel. And I, like since it's a perfect world, I still do think it is still sort of realistic because there's a lot of teams out there with terrible contracts. I'm calling Washington. I'm calling San Antonio. I'm calling all these different places with like the expiring deals or old deals with old players or young players who are getting over the hill money. I'm, I don't care if it's screw it. Like I, I'm at the point with the Knicks where I'm like, I will take the terrible Davis Bertans contract. Yes. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not saying that is in my perfect world, but I, but I'm saying like, if it has to come to that point, ultimately speaking, I would want in a perfect world, Mitch be a big for our team starting big. All How many right? minutes? Random question. How many minutes do you want him playing in a night? Like, Perfect health. He's I finally think he's, back in I shape. I think he's perfect, perfectly fine. 25 to 30. This is perfect. He's not – I don't think he's – the way his play style is, especially in this day and age, he's built for anything more than that. No, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Based off based off what the matchup is, 25 to 30 minutes. Yeah, because, like, he's – especially, like, you look at a guy like DeAndre Jordan, right? Like, his type – it was starting to, like, decline over the years in, like, the – early 2010s where he was only playing 30 minutes that's what he was capped off at and then in the playoffs it became lesser because missed free throws and you saw how the clippers imploded with him in the lineup yeah but you see mitch's ig bro he could dribble no i'm playing i'm playing but but no no no. we're definitely we're definitely at least one full contract away from the deandre jordan cliff yeah so i i would love like i I'm okay with Knicks fan TVing it, locking him up, but I want a player who's going to back him up, who I know is not like him, who I know is more durable, who's a reliable piece, who if he's injured, he could be a plug him and play. I mentioned Washington. Taj. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. No, but <laughs> I mentioned who, something. Listen, something who I'm has a, uh, who ha- I'm, I'm going to guess, right? Who has a, a slightly different skill set? Yeah. Because Jericho Sims has the Mitch skill set. Yeah. To right. a lesser degree. I don't I don't I don't mind keeping Jericho Sims if we are to deal Noel. And I think No, the, exactly. Like the best center, the best center, I think in this case, I don't know if it's this year or next year we can get him. Um, because I would love his temperament. 
based off the team. I hate playing against him because of his mentality, but on this team, he makes sense. Give me a Montrezl Harold. Find me a way to get me a big mm. who's a dog. Because, like, there's one thing. Because Randall, Randall has those tendencies, but he's a little fake dog sometimes. Like, you know, he, he, barks, he barks at, no. at, at people who are Do not fake. give me Montrezl Harold. I listen, he's a dog. The Knicks need energy in the back line. They need mm-hmm. like I don't care. Like D at this point, no, we already the problem. The yeah. problem is no, because this is why I disagree with Montrez Howell. I get I agree with your point about who we're looking for. I just don't think that Montrez Harrow is that person that you're describing. Because we learned. Last year, he can't play that position based off of his time with the Lakers. I wouldn't say can't. that. He's a, he's a four. It's like having two Obies. No, 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 what about what he did I, with the Wizards? No, no, even, even beyond. But, but he's, playing more, he's playing more like so, Obi so, no, no, no. at the four. Yes. Nah, if you listen, the Clipper, the year before the Lakers, and, and this is why I say, first off, I, I wipe the slate clean off of anybody who played with LeBron. <laughs> okay. I LeBron well, is that's fair because anyone who plays anyone who plays with LeBron, unless you're a scrub, you look worse. Exactly. So that's fine. So I'm not going so I'm not gonna sit here and, and say like a, a trust thing because literally the year prior he was at 18 plays, and 7, but he, he played alongside here's the biggest thing. Well, who was quickly compared to coming out of school? Who was his Lou Williams? They were both eating. But you have Obi. Huh? You have Obi. Obi will be just, all right. Obi, to be quite honest with you, having a Montrez Harrell there, he's going to be the focus of, not focus of. No, but can I ask? Yeah. What's what's the difference between Obi and Montrez Harrell? Bully ball. Obi doesn't have it yet. And honestly, I'll be just fine with Obi. Like, Obi can continue just doing the rim running. Just have Montrez Harrell focus on the half court. When, because there's going to be moments where the – Rob, there's going to be moments in a game where the, the bench is going to have to play in the half court. Yes. And our obviously. team, our young obviously. team, I don't trust quickly in the half court. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't trust no, no. Obi in the half. Court. I'm not I'm sorry. I'm not disagreeing with Cameron. that. What I'm saying is I'm sorry. What I'm saying is from what I saw with the Clippers and with the Lakers, Harold can't play the five. So how does that solve the problem of having someone who can back up the five that's different than Mitch if he can't play the five and you already have Obi? I mean which means that you're just bringing in another four and he can't stretch the floor either. He actually can stretch the floor worse than Obi, which means that what do you have? That's my question. Again, he's going That's up my question. back up bigs. Like, I, like, I don't no, know what else all, to say. It, it, like, no, he's going up against, like, fine, I, back up, like, back up big fine. But what I'm saying is if what you're looking for is a stretch five, right? I'm not looking for a, like at this point. At this point, I don't even fucking care for a stretch five. Like, cause I no, use. I'm not to. talking about for this year, right? Because yeah. this year's this year's this year's this year's fucking this year don't matter. 
Yeah. Issues should just be about keeping whoever healthy, okay, adjusting Ooh. the rotations and feeding RJ, right? Draft RJ, keep RJ. <laughs> RJ, uh, RJ. RJ. Love RJ. Uh, 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 uh. What were the, the other things I said? I'm going to lick the RJ. I'm going <laughs> to be the RJ. Nah, all right, all right. Let me, before before I get carried away, because I, I did get carried away on the Harrow point. I'll, I, we could get back to it, but I'll oh, just. But, that's, it why, I'll, but no. that's why I'm saying. That's why, that's just why I'm saying, like, what you're but describing I do what is, saying is because what you're describing but, is we need an actual stretch five as the bench five because no he said have, energy he didn't say stretch I I just oh, need, but I just I just okay. need some hunk because like okay so this team this team thrives off of this whole energy grit thing that they that they had last year right they lost the they don't have it with Fournier. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, Brandon, you were talking about, you know, if in a perfect world, we flip in a, in a perfect world. I would just th- like in this case, because it used to be the thing that we needed to stretch big. We have Fournier now. He can't play defense. The contract sucks. Nobody wants to trade for him at this juncture. Just throw him on the bench with the bench mob. Get somebody that's tough on the bench mob that is a little bit mobile. And then you have Obi to just kind of like lay low. He doesn't have to basically try to create when he's not ready to create against you know guys like have him develop while he has a dude who's a dog and then quickly can develop and have that chemistry with a person who had chemistry with a play style that was similar to him two years ago and then grimes you just push grimes to the starting lineup which is which brings me to my next point because we're all in agreement like although brandon you mentioned kemba may stay personally for me i think i, I don't know if kemba's a spot on the scene because it's like Derrick Rose and Kemba is just two sides. That's not what I said. What can you get for him? No, no, no that's fair. It doesn't in matter. In a perfect world, in a perfect it's, world, it's, it's, in, a, it's, in a perfect world, I keep I keep Rose. In a perfect world, I keep Rose. But for the most part, I find a way. If Tibbs wants to, because Tibbs has proven us two things, especially with the Burks experiment, right? You have. If you yeah, are you a have super, to force his hand. You're you're either a superstar point guard, or you're a two way. Who can play make sometimes, or your Burks that has a minus twenty in the starting rotation? No, no, no. exactly. To, to so, me, it's different. So, to me, it's so, different. To me, it's you have to force Tibbs's hand to stop playing some of these people, okay, and stop playing through some of these people. No, so let me cook. Let me cook. Um, no, no, but I'll, no, I'll, but, I grant you the who, answer. I no, exactly. Who did I, we play? Who did we play through in the first quarter? And who did we play through? Through quarters two through four. First oh. quarter, we played through RJ. Quarters two through four, we played through Kemba and Randall. And what the fuck happened? So why not I grant you this big, although albeit is a very big lineup, it's your lineup since he wants to play a, like a 6-6 six, six Alec Burks at the one. Why not just put RJ at the point? We talked about it a little bit in his rookie year. Let me Let me see a lineup of RJ... Grimes, hopefully Cam Reddish eventually when he gets acclimated. You could have Randall and you could have Mitch. And the rationale behind that is that you have Cam and RJ who could somewhat get their own shots. Cam, when he is motivated, can basically be RJ from the right side. RJ has already proven that with enough motor, he can run the offense. He is a, like he, with the ball in his hands enough, he has proven that he will feed Mitch 
and Julius just could lay low. I have no, well, I have no problem with having like Grimes. Honestly, I have no problems starting Grimes and playing through. If if Grimes is going to do the Burks thing, where you're going to play through, you know, RJ, and then the minute he's hot, then take the ball out of his hands and then just play through Julius or just play through Julius from the get go. If that's all you're going to fucking do, I have no problem starting Grimes. At all. Yeah. like At I, all. And letting Burks go back to the role that he was better at and more comfortable at off the bench at all. Oh. No oh, problem. In this, in this also no problem. In this scenario. And, I and, I, and, and I'm not even wrapping Burks is gone in your scenario, in right? Yeah, in, in that scenario, I, I traded Burks to the Philadelphia 76ers. No, but I'm, no, but I'm just I'm, no, but, but I'm just saying. Even whether he's traded or not, right? I have no problem if the starting lineup is Grimes, RJ, Mitch, Julius, and whoever the fuck is still left on this team if he wants it to be Burks, if he wants it to be Rose, if he wants it to be Fournier. I don't care. I don't care. You know what I'm talking – no, let me not say it on that. But I'm fine with that. Because all right, I'll say you know what I'm tired of. I'm tired of seeing Knicks games on nationally televised TV. Yes, and you know ESPN TNT. Well, that's the first thing. That's the first thing because yeah. we're embarrassing. The second thing is yeah. when we are on national TV, I got to hear Doris Burke or whatever the hell as they pan to Julius's kid, his son, and like, oh, and there's his son. He's so cute. Ah, we suck. <laughs> Your father is an embarrassment with regards to these turnovers. So therefore, do I hate his? Of course, I don't hate his son. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I feel it's embarrassing for this child to be on national TV as his father is being ripped through these New York tabloids. Is that really As fair? someone – hold not. on. Hold on. As someone who has produced – Just trying to bring these hot takes. Hold on. As someone who has produced multiple games – now, granted, they are Sacred Heart basketball games, both men's and women's, as well as, Sacred Heart, as well as Sacred Heart football games – that's on the producer for being like, let's come back from break with Julius's son, not reading the room. That's on them. That's he not hasn't on Doris. for 20 that's, games? Hold, hold. That's not on Doris Burke because good. Now, it could be, but most likely not because good control rooms operate. And I'm giving you inside knowledge here. Good. See, this is hold good. On. Hold on, good. Right here. Yeah. Good. I like this. Good control rooms operate not from an ass backwards position where your on air talent is back producing. That's on your producer. So, I will once again reiterate, as I have applied twice, no, three times for ESPN jobs to have my resume thrown out in the trash. So y'all are on notice for when I, I go straight Ari Gold Terminator style through your Bristol hallways with a goddamn fucking paintball gun and shoot everyone I'm going to fire. Your producers are trash. And I could produce circles around them. You're welcome. Mm. This is all said as I have like a job interview with MSG. <laughs> I this is none of this is gonna. <laughs> um, I. So I've been pan back to Julius's son. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> this is not uh viewer discretion that uh, uh, yeah no um geez, they so, might as well they might as well have they might as well have tonight after RJ hit the game tying three said coming back from break hey yo we haven't rolled in upcoming schedules throw those in there Break up the momentum. Oh, that is petty. Might as well have done some stupid shit like that. That's an inside. That's an inside. That's an inside, Brandon. That's that's on the Brandon. Brandon, this producer, you don't get it because you don't work. You don't work in this industry. So, so I will say, Brandon, it is it is a thing. So, unless if Doris Burke, like in the in in the middle of the interview, as she's in the middle of the break, she's speaking to the IFB, like guys. Guys, I haven't talked about Caden Randall yet. Yeah, now let's ring him in. Find him. Find but a that's, see him on the side. That's line. called back producing. Exactly. Like good if, producers. If case, good that, producers like myself say, "Yeah, sure, we'll work on it," and then we don't, and we actually concentrate on what's going to actually be a good of, broadcast. Run that replay of RJ's three. You know what I'm saying? Run that replay of his. Ah. Three, you know? but. All right, so uh, real, real, real quick, because I, because you did ask the question, um, you did ask the question, Brandon. What, what do you think of the lineup? Because I, I put out there, I put the RJ, Cam, Mike. you know, Cam, Quinnen, you know, Julius, Mitch. Like, what, what do you think of that lineup? And then you so, have off the bench. Ideally, it was what uh, Montrez. Yeah, well, you have Quick, Rose, Montrez type. You to, to be Montrez fair, you type. say yeah. Montrez type. You Montrez say that. Type. Rose, Quick, Obi, and whoever, honestly. Oh, Fournier. But so, Fournier. So, in your scenario, Randall was still there, right? Randall's still there. Fournier's still oh, there. Hate there. it. Okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. I'll just decide because, like, at least I'll at least I'll admit when I'm biased. I will admit it, yeah. and I'll explain why. Baffer's kid, bro. All right, so um. <laughs> He's throwing cheap shots here. So, uh, yo, poor Kyden. Poor Kyden's like six. He's catching fucking strays. You're right. No. Jesus. Okay. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. He's got a social so, media. He's, he's, he's got a thick skin. Don't worry. <laughs> no. To be real. To be real. So, yeah, he's no Kevin Durant. I'll give him no one. Yeah, yo, Kyden's no one... got a thicker skin than, than Julius. Look, man, I think Kyden would is... meet with the media. <sighs> yeah, but I don't right. think anyone is going to be like, Kevin Durant on social media, like sports ever, maybe. Anyway, uh, that's probably a conversation for another day. But what do I think of that lineup? I'll be honest. From a Tibbs perspective, I like it, right? Because it's right in line with what he's about. Two, besides being with a Tibbs perspective, let's talk about from from a functionality perspective. I actually think it works pretty well. Because let's not be caught up in, oh, my God, but they're too tall for the point guard position, blah, blah, Bro, Lonzo, Lonzo's 6'6". Yeah. (laughs) He, obviously, he's got better handles and yeah, stuff like Magic that. Like, Magic Johnson was 6'9". And Magic Johnson was 6'9". Obviously, they're not those dudes. I'm not going to bring up like Ben Simmons because he fucking sucks and he's a pussy. We're not – yeah, we're not We're not getting – we're not – but can Ben Simmons dribble like either of those dudes I just mentioned? No. No. Does he have the IQ for the point guard position? Can pass? Yes. So, does that mean maybe RJ can and blah, blah, blah? He's shown spurts of it. Of course he has. Cam Reddish may be less so, but he's we know he's still an athletic wing that can do a little bit of everything. And he needs time to develop and show us what he really can do. Cool. All right. Bet. Bet. No, but so I mean, little, no, I'm, but 
it, it it's about fit, right? So if you're if no, you're still if you no too. exactly right. So if you're still stuck with Julius and you know that Tibbs is going to stand and play through him, and I hate to say it, but the one thing that Fizdale was semi right about was, for all intents and purposes, playing through RJ at the point guard. It's like when we tried to run like Mont Shepard at the point. Yeah, like that was that's what I'm, that's what that I'm was, afraid of. That's I know I know. But, Wait, but I want to be clear. Right, you're taking it. You're again, Iman Shepard is not the player that RJ is. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying no, is simply no, no, when you, right, when you take a two guard, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're gonna run the point now because we're yeah, trying to go RJ defense can and stuff actually like run that. The point. Yeah, RJ so, can actually the play is, for himself and other people. Right. Is so so. I actually liken it. I don't. I hate throwing out names like this. It's like it's like D Wade, right, in Miami. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Or even, or even Jimmy Butler with with no Shaq, with no Rose in Chicago, or all the fucking bums in Minnesota. Yeah. The only Where, the, well, no, no. The only problem is yes. The only problem is Jimmy Butler is like uh, Jimmy Butler still one still has a better IQ, still technically better defensively. No, like, but IQ like wise. no, but I'm saying like like they would I know. run through Jimmy like Jimmy Butler would be the one who would create for those teams. I know the. The only thing I still wonder about is, um, like, Jimmy Butler, like, we all know is a smart dude and stuff. And, like, he's he's not a leader, but he's, like, semi a leader. You know, like, he'll still talk about, yo, you got to X, I mean, RJ's 21 and talking to the fucking New York media and Julius Randle's hiding. So I know. So, right. I, so, I hope that's the case where he, where he can talk to them. The last thing I was going to say is Jimmy Butler, like, sorry, Jimmy Butler has a mid-range game, like, no, like, sorry, like some others. RJ has a non-existent off off the dribble mid-range game so if he wants to like really be jimmy butler like fully to be able to yeah, do he's it, like that, it he's gotta he's gotta he's so gotta finish his his mid-range i got dribble game i gotta retort to that yeah. that comes with a ball in his hands everyone that you've mentioned i you know rob has mentioned jimmy butler he's mentioned ben simmons no i'm playing i'm playing i i'm playing. I, I, I mentioned <laughs> i i compared yeah, no no d wade and ben simmons Ben, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Jimmy. D. Wade and Jimmy Butler. I even even going as far as, listen, I threw out DeMar DeRozan when he came out. And <sighs> the biggest thing was because both. The, no, no, that's, they have different games. The way that they're drive, they're, the way they drive, at least. Oh, DeRozan's, DeRozan's mid-range game is like Kobe light. But DeRozan was also in a better system. I know. And that's basically all, was. All, that, all that it is. Like, you have to instill the confidence. With RJ, we've kind of, you know, we talked about the player development being trash. I mean, Yeah, every time he gets confidence, like 17 yeah. points in the first quarter, six of seven from the field, we go, fuck you. Yeah. And Julius mode. And we, put him, and we put him into the corner and just have him do open corner threes, which is not his game. He's had to learn how to be his game. Like, regulators. So, yeah. If he has the ball in his hands, like in such, yeah, if like if he has the ball in his hands, like I feel like all of these things will be washed away because confident with confidence, I mean, with the ball in his hands comes confidence. With confidence comes the shot. Like you're seeing him shoot threes now. You're seeing him drive to the paint. He's finishing a little bit more since this streak. It's not a coincidence. It, it's not like none of those things are coincidence. So it forces him to be better as the ball is, is in his hands. Every single yeah. person, every single person that we've encountered over the years that we've been mentioning, the the the, the Mars, the D Ways, 
they all had these growing pains. Their mid-range game wasn't perfect and polished when they came out. Guess what? In 2009, when DeMar DeRozan was drafted, his mid-range game was not polished. He was just a person who who dunked. Like, he was just in the dunk contest for a couple of years. And then Paul George took his, his crown, like, years later with Indy. Like, that's what it was. But the Raptors were trash, and they said they rolled out the ball, and they said, you're playing with Andrea Bargnani. Here. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. They were like, you're playing with fucking – 14 points per game. I'm a dunk. I remember using him but, 2K. I actually yeah. do remember. He was, he was actually nice. He was pretty nice in 2K. But like, he was, he was. but but like, yeah, like DeMar, he he built his game and he built it with confidence. So I feel like having that basically forces one RJ to build his confidence and, and develop that mid-range shot. Two, it essentially puts Quinn Grimes in that role, which is Taylor made for him in a Tibbs role, like the starting two guard position, the Ronnie Brewer, the, 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 all the these different, the corner, hit the he's, what, actual, he's what he wished Ronnie Brewer three and No, but, but like, he's those play styles, age, you know what I mean? Age. Like he's, he's right. that play style that played along with the Rose back in Chicago, you know, like that thrived and won the 62 games and competed mm. against the prime LeBron and the heat and, and the heatles like, that's what Tim yes. and a guy, you know, yeah. like he's to me, he's Courtney Lee on steroids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like rookie year, Courtney Lee, when he was with the magic. So like for saying, me, that's perfect. certainly finished better than Courtney Lee. But exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I get it. I get it. You pair, you pair him, you pair him with a guy like RJ Julius. You want the ball in your hands, half, like 30% of the time. All right, fuck it. He but he RJ gets another run, 30. Yeah. And then I'd say a little less then, than 30, but okay. But in the in being, yeah, being being realistic that. with Tibbs. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, hey, Cam, everyone's everyone's like, oh, you, you can cut, but if RJ doesn't have it and he's struggling with a shot, he's not confident with a shot because RJ has those moments. Julius has those moments where he's passive and he just settles. Fuck it, Cam, go off and sneak over and do like the up and under layup you did with the Knicks. Or you know, Mitch just gobble every rebound and dunk because ultimately speaking, it seems like what Tibbs value, like Tibbs, in theory, he values the defense, the two-way. You're not going to get any better two-way than, than RJ at this point on your team because Alec Burks is sometimes it's either one or the other that shows up every day. You know, so you might as well just force that hand. And if you're not going to get that point guard, that playmaking point guard that you sought after since God knows when Marbury, who's even then is just like eh, 28, but like empty stats, but that was your last point guard, you know? So if, if you're not going to get that, you might as well go with a person who actually needs the ball in his hands. And that's RJ. So that, that's pretty much my rationale. And you have D Rose to get the leadership. He can still be with quickly. You have Fournier basically like there to be like space and, you know, go off for like 20 or go off for zero. And he could be in the Burks position that we have him in right now, where he could go off some days and stay, get 30 minutes. And then he could not and have 15, you know, like, I don't think is that, I don't think it's that deep, but I know that there's politics in the way and, and you know, with the contracts and, it, it's it's a tough thing. It's a tough sell. But in a perfect world, that's what I would want for the team. Um, 
Yeah, uh, uh, Rob, I, 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 I kind of went on the tangent there. What do you, what do you think? What, what is your perfect world? Um, no, I mean, I mean, I, to me, to me, it's all about. Are you, are you talking about, like, the rest of the season or like, off season going forward? That's too. Well, I'll I'll give you off season going forward because it's pretty. Because off season, I mean, off season going forward. To me, the main thing is, you have to start adjusting the team to be built around RJ. To me, that's what you have to do. And so, some of the stuff that you've put out there about if you're going to have, you know, Grimes either start or at least get more minutes, all four, right? Cam Reddish, get minutes, all four. I don't care if he starts or not, whatever else, right? It depends on what the layout is. Me, I want Rose to stay, but I want Rose running the second unit. Yeah. Right? OB will obviously depend on Julius. Julius depends on his attitude, and it and no, it doesn't. It depends on Tibbs. That's where I disagree. That's no, no, where no, I no, really no, disagree. Because, no, 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 no. That decision has to be out of Tibbs's hands. That has to be on the front office. The front office has to sit down with him and be like, "Hey, the fuck's your attitude going to be? Are you going to act like a bitch?" Or are you going to be a New Yorker? If you're going to be a New Yorker, a.k.a. 2020, 2021 Julius, you can stay. If, listen, essentially, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Mm. You can make it here in 2020, 2021. Couldn't make it here with all the fans back and all the expectations. If you're not comfortable, that's fine. Not everybody's built for the city, but then work with us. We're going to move you. <laughs> As they pants Julius' son. That's ESPN. CAA. C-A-A-C. I'm going to bang the table. CAA is different then ESPN. This man will take a bad post fade with three hands in his face, and they'll be like, oh, but Julius' son. I'm, Again, I'm done with it. I'm that's, done. That's true. As an, with experience with this, that is trash producing by ESPN. Not a shocker because they continue to just take my resume and throw it out. If they – listen <laughs> – if they if they want to be taken over by myself in in anywhere from five to forty years time, that's on them. That's so on them. both of y'all both of y'all saw the new Spider Man movie, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. All right, so I cool, cool. well it's a new Spider Man movie, old Spider Man movie. You know the old adage of with great ca- power comes great oh, responsibility. Spoiler alert. Go ahead. <laughs> 
<laughs> so with great power comes great responsibility. It's not spoilers, it's just normal Spider-Man. Um, Julius Randle was given great power last season, you know, with being the best player of the Knicks and stuff like that. Comes great responsibility. You know, it's just, you know, Marvel's big nowadays, so I want to add a little, you know, player in there, you know, shout out to our uh, Right, and he's right now Disney. Toby McGuire but- <laughs> trying to kill what's-his-name. Yes. But this man has taken that responsibility and just poo-pooed on it. He has poo-pooed on it. To be quite frank. I want to be very quite frank. Like, this is, like, people always, like, I, I think when people listen to the media, whatever, when people listen to, to obviously, like, you guys, you know, uh, other, other people that are talking about this stuff, you know, they just look at, well, let me see Julius's numbers and what he's done recently and da 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 When it's like, no, it's stuff beyond that, too. And I don't think people realize that. Because that can actually have an impact, not only on his game, but then on other players' games and organization, et cetera, especially with a sport like basketball. You know, where there's only 15 people max on the roster. Okay, but then it's... active people, five people on the court. Exactly, yes. Okay. Five people on the court. One, and yes. All, all of those five people on the court, especially as a starter... No, I know. One person can have a huge impact. Right. Right. And people don't realize that, so you actually break it down like that. So we can joke around. And, well, I can joke around and, and, and you know, mention the whole Marvel thing and, and, and say it like that and, you know, great power, great responsibility. But, like, it's, it's, it's kind of true. There, there is no, no, he's... Listen... Listen, you're not wrong with the fact that and and the Knicks, the Knicks, listen, the Knicks banner is the hardest one to hold in Game of Thrones. No, 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 no. This isn't this isn't you will you win or you die, because frankly, nobody wins. You all die. It doesn't matter, right? This is but like the Knicks banner is the hardest one. To hold, why I don't know why you're laughing. I'm sorry. I'm just rethinking about everything about Game of Thrones now. I know, I know. They ruined. They they don't get me started because yeah. I'll go off. Yeah, that'll be a separate podcast. When I when I rip apart everything wrong with Game of Thrones, um, with New York, that is the hardest badge to wear. The guy in New York, that is the hardest for the Knicks. That is, I'm, I don't care how biased this sounds. The number one man in New York for the Knicks is the hardest badge to wear in all of sports. All of you out there, you can agree, disagree. I don't give a fuck because I'm right and you're wrong. If you disagree, fuck you. I don't give a shit. And no, and <laughs> I'll tell you why. I don't give a fuck. Okay? Agree to disagree. You disagree, you're wrong. Fine. It's because, A, there's so many layers, but A, the Knicks fan, on average, now there are some clunkers, but on average, is more knowledgeable about basketball than the regular average fan. B, the media is more out to get you and lull you than any other fan. And see, just the the market media, right? The Frank Isolas, the uh, uh, Mark Bermans, 
all of them are all out to puff you up to take you down as quick as possible because that's the shit that sells. And then D, as much as Brandon wants to disagree, and he is also as wrong as all of you are who think that it's not the biggest badge to wear in New York or in sports in general, the Knicks are the number one team in this market. And the Knicks sell the most out of this market. And whoever is the man on the Knicks, right or wrong, will always have the most pressure on them in this market because basketball is the number one sport in New York, period. Wow, fuck that was you. loaded. Yeah, fuck wow, you. Wow, that was Fuck loaded. you, you're wrong. Wow, wow. It's not the Knicks are the number one team in New York, not the Yankees, and basketball is the number one sport in New York. Not baseball. Wow. And so there's all the added pressure. And that's why two things. The added pressure that was there last season, right? The pressure got added in the offseason. Hell yeah, it did. I said before that. And it did. You're right. But before that. There was no pressure when we sucked. And the over-under on wins on the season was like 24 so basically we what you're saying is what lottery. you said just so what you said just now applies to this upcoming season post No 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 just the end of last season or all time No it doesn't What's the time frame No it doesn't What's the time frame No it doesn't That's my question because the media will always look to build us up to take us down Not everything is just Yeah condensed within a season I'm asking the time frame so you're just saying of all time No just period it doesn't matter Mm Nope, going to disagree have, with no, that one. We can have, hold on. Hold on. We're Let not going to have that you. conversation. Hold on. Let, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> How would you? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll hang on this one. We'll hang on this one. We'll hang on hold this. on. We hang on this. We, 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 now. We'll go home with it. <laughs> How would you rate our playoffs? Okay. You. Mm-hmm. And you're smiling because you'd say it's a I disappointment. It's and you'd say it's a disappointment. Why? Because A, we should have beaten the Hawks. B, if Mitch was healthy, we would have beaten the Hawks. We would have. We- C, because of where we finished. Yeah. You're right. You're going you're gonna to throw out the actual, you know, preseason if I had said, this is where we're going to finish, how you would feel. And that's because of where and how important the Knicks are to everything. I'm right. You're wrong. Fuck you. Boom. Now. <laughs> yeah, you laugh and you nod because you know I'm right. It's fine. Um and Bowden is somewhere laughing if he does listen. Oh, to oh man. I fucking love Bowden. But, but that's my point. You're either... There's either the pressure from the expectations, the pressure from the desire, or the pressure from the... Any excuse to build you up to tear you down. You can't win. 
anything short and this is horrible right but anything short of a championship somehow right or wrong right realistic or not and by realistic or not essentially i mean for at least the last 20 years not that's the expectation and that's why it's the hardest to have to carry mm. and if julius is not going to be able to carry it can't or his son doesn't want to whatever <laughs> Then you have to, in the offseason, look to move him because at least RJ seems like he wants to carry it. Mm. Way to bring if that he full turns, circle. Listen, if he Way turns to into mellow where he wanted to carry it and got sabotaged and couldn't carry it, or sabotaged slash couldn't carry it, it is what it is. Yeah. I'll go with the first part. But JJ, I saved my response for after the season. I, I, I got I got you with that. I mean, honestly, I, I, I'll say this much on, on the whole front of the Randall thing. The the only thing that I want from him is to not sabotage RJ from the standpoint of I don't mm. I don't that's not want, hit that's I don't, on Tibbs. No, 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 no. But it's not it, it is on Tibbs to an extent, but it's just a mentality aspect. I talked about this a little earlier uh in, in past episodes where it's like lack of effort. years of years of losing or you know, or months of losing or a season of losing and seeing the leadership that you're under, eventually you take after that mentality. And I know he's a strong mentality. Yeah, I know yeah. RJ is his own individual, but at a certain point, you take un- umbrage to, to like not having the role, and you take the you you basically usurp the mentality of your leader, which is Julius Randle. We've seen it no, a lot. I, of times I agree. Where, there's there's always you know, that risk. Yes. So there so there's a, there there there's a huge risk in hoarding that leadership um, attribute from RJ. And that's my biggest fear that they base that persists. And then when the time comes that RJ eventually is able to get that, he essentially turns in not when say turns into another Julius, but he has the growing pains unlearning everything he knew from that time with Julius at that point in time, guys, it's, it's gone a little late. You know, we, we, we did our rants. Rob, we had got our, got his high. We had to do a state. A state of emergency. A state of emergency. My, it was, I pushed for it. It's all good. Because this game pissed me off particularly. So. Knicks loss. An unfortunate loss in overtime. Knicks uh, 24 and 29. Five games under 500. And, uh, you know, as Rob has said, Art. I will say, you know what? I'll, I'll be diplomatic with it. I'm sorry, Rob. Arguably the hardest jersey to wear in all the sports. In all the sports. Um, that being said, as always, I'm Jay. Randy's upstairs, you know, but he was kicking it with us. Brandon, you here. Rob, you uh, you, you were hanging with us. We out. Uh, and that's it.